Welcome to the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast, the only place on the internet for Midwest film nerds and podcast all in one. My name is Alex. I'm Willie. <laughs> My name is Nick. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> uh, today, we're going to be reviewing Zack Snyder's Man of Steel, but before that, we're going to be doing a what we've been watching, despite the fact that I just said on the Facebook that we might not be doing it all the time. And then uh, what we're a also... Twist. Yeah, I know. Twist, just like that M. Night Shyamalan movie, the... Su- oh, wait. No, there weren't any twists in that one. <laughs> um, and then we're going to do a food for thought after our review on where we would take the the DC Cinematic Universe from here on out. And then finally, I think we have maybe a little bit of feedback to read over. So, Can we talk about something that I think we're all much more passionate about, and that's where we would take the entire Nintendo ship if we were at home? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a subject of hot uh, we've, we've had that conversation between, many times. Yeah. Um, I'm just kidding. That'll be for, we'll game, nerds. That for the game nerds. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so what we've been watching. Willie, what have you been watching? Um, there... I, I've been watching a few movies that are coming out, or that came out on DVD yesterday. It will be yesterday by the time you hear this. Um, yeah, don't mess with me, man. And uh, I watched, um, first I watched movie 43. Mm. Um, that is basically, that movie is basically a bunch of SNL skits that were too raunchy to be on TV. And they filmed them with very, very, very popular actors and then extended them to ten minutes long instead of two or three. And it wasn't a good idea. Um, they're funny for like the first minute, maybe two, if it's a decent, one of the better segments. And then they're not funny anymore. Yeah. Like They take the joke like overly far. And if that was the point, then I'm sorry, but it was a stupid idea. Um, it's weird, too, because there's a lot of really cool directors... Like the direct segments of this movie, yeah. the Farrellys do a couple segments. Uh, James Gunn does a segment. Well, the Farrellys produce the whole thing, right? Yeah, but yeah. they 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 do. They are in charge of a couple of segments, particular okay. in particular. And there's a couple other. Uh, Brett Ratner does a segment. Were there any uh, segments that were good? Yeah, there were. There's okay. yeah, there were. There's there's a funny one about how we should quit being mean to um to machines. Okay. Like copy machines and fax machines and stuff because there's children inside of them. Like you, when you make a copy, there's a little kid in there that pushes the paper out. It was kind of funny because it was shot like it was some sort of like 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 educational video. Like, please quit being mean to these. You know, it says like stop being mean to machines because there's little kids in them or something like that. It was just so absurd that it was funny. It seems okay. like a good idea for a movie like the, um, the vignette and like the collection thing doesn't really exist anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in con like, only the, in like horror, really. But yeah, that's true. Like anthology type stuff. There, there were some funny moments, and I, I, I didn't hate it overall, but I. I wouldn't recommend it. It's 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 very hit or miss depending on what you're watching, what portion of it you're watching. Um, Gerard Butler as a leprechaun isn't nearly as funny as you'd hope it would be. Um, yeah, so just catch the greatest hits on YouTube. In honesty, yeah, somebody. probably watch like a like a very shortened version, a bridge version on YouTube. Yeah, because it wasn't that good. Um, although Hugh Jackman does have testicles on his neck, which is really strange. Okay, like he's growing testicles out of his neck. So if you want to see that, watch movie forty three. The next one I watched was Twenty One Over. It was another kind of I watched that one too. Kind of a generic party comedy from the guys that wrote The Hangover. It was funny. Yeah. It was funny. I don't agree. It was it was what it was. <laughs> I mean I I I got la- I got a few laughs out of it. I like the character of Jeff Chang. Jeff I like that his friends call yeah. him Jeff Chang. They don't like like there's no space in between his first and last name. He's one of those funny. names, yeah. It was kinda of like Weekend at Bernie's almost. Exactly. But I was not about as funny. To say that. Yeah. So 
It was what it was. I knew what I was walking into when I saw that. Fair enough. And then the third one I watched was Stoker, which we almost went and saw yeah. together. Yeah. And I'm glad we didn't. It's not good. Um, it's really pretty to look at most Directed of the time. By Park Chan. Park Chan. Yep. Um, it's really pretty to look at most of the time, but there's like zero substance there. Like, it's not good. It, I know it's too rapey for me. <laughs> I'm just saying it is. Um, okay. It it left me feeling gross afterwards and not in a good way. So on a scale from zero to girl with the dragon tattoo, this movie is outside of that scale. It's weird. I don't even like. It's not. It's not super sexually ex- like graphic or anything, but it's just really like like. The sexual stuff in this movie is creepy. The implications. Like, people that get off on murder. Mm. Like, literally get off on murder mm. and, like, incesty stuff. And I was... No, I was done. I'm like, okay. no, I'm signed off. Not not good for me. No, thanks. I'm no censor, but I don't want to see it. So, All that right. was about it. Fair enough. Yeah. I was So, basically, I didn't like any of them. <laughs> what a shame. Yep. All bad, right, bad Nick. What have you been watching? Oh, man, Alex. I, uh... <laughs> I'll take uh, TMNT for 500. <laughs> I've been watching the uh, 2012 or 2013 version of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I watched, I think, the first 17 episodes or something over the course of like three weeks. It's the Nickelodeon cartoon, right? It is. And it reminded me, during every opening title when it plays a little Nickelodeon theme, it reminds me of elementary school when everybody called me Nickelodeon. Uh, it's a pretty good show. Actually, it's really good. I think it's one of the better incarnations of the Turtles I've ever seen. All the voice actors are great. The animation is really cool. There's a lot of weird, like, anime-ish injections throughout that are really sweet. It's a fun show. I watched a bunch of it with Gojo, and he was super into it. Cool. Like, we cool. had plans to, like, go do something else. Whatever. He's like, I kind of just want to keep watching Turtles. <laughs> and I was like, fair enough. And we watched, like, four more. Uh, I finished Arrested Development, season four. <clears throat> At long last. And Tim is unfortunately not here to talk with me about it. I think he's almost done, too. Uh, it's really, really good. It's really good. There That's are, good. There are several episodes in it that are among the best of the entire series. I watched the first two, but I really feel like I need to just go back and Those start over again. Those are the weakest again. two, actually. But not. It's not even. I didn't think they were bad. I just was like, I don't feel like I know anything that's going on. They're kind of. So. They. Those are the weak. Those are the weak ones for sure. When it hits three, is pretty good, and when it hits four, that's when you're really like, okay, okay, now we're going. And then it's just kind of. It's just a climb from there. Like it's. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Uh, I really liked it. I, I'm excited to go back and watch it all now because the chronology is so weird throughout the entire season. Yeah. It's, it all shuffles yeah. in where it takes place that rewatching it's going to be awesome because I'm going to understand everything that You should watch it. the fan edit of I really want the to, chronological actually. order. Yeah. How long is it? I don't know. I'm not sure. I it's didn't look. It's got to be long. Um, it's great. I mean, I, I really, really like it. I don't see why anybody's really complaining. Like, there should be no diehard fans of the show that don't like it. It's uh, it's yeah. a lot of fun to watch. Uh, in the movie realm, I watched... Movie realm. Movie realm. This is movies now. I watched... Uh, is movie realm one of the realms in Mortal Kombat? <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Choose your destiny. <laughs> I'm just going through my notes, and I'm just going through my Terminator Salvation notes. There's just a sentence... <laughs> I think, all I think you did talk about Terminator. I, I did, yeah. yeah. There's just a sentence isolated by itself that just says, Common is so bad. <laughs> uh, in the movies, I watched Jack Reacher, finally. I don't mm. think I had to talk about this. Jack Reacher, no. Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher round. Uh, it was good. I liked it. I want to check kind it out. Kind of an interesting plot. Uh, Tom Cruise is good. How was Werner? Awesome. So awesome. <laughs> so awesome. Uh, it's a cool movie. I, I liked it. I don't know. 
there's not a ton to say about it other than just like I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, I finally saw Silver Linings Playbook also, and I feel the same way about that. I liked it a lot, and there's not just there's just really not a whole lot to say. The casting, well, no, the casting of Bradley Cooper is a little weird because he's even though he's supposed to be this kind of total schlub on the on the somewhat re- rebound, he's still too like too pretty to kind of believe as like this like total. He's got too much type. charisma to feel like he's yeah exactly. Yeah. But he was very funny. Like there were a lot of lines that things yeah. he said were just so ill-timed and inappropriate that I like. I, I, w- I was really actually laughing out loud. Like he he sold it really well. It was like, just David O. Russell pulling from his own experience. It probably. was. Uh, it was very funny. Yeah, the whole time I was watching it, I just kept thinking like, God, Alex just hates David O. Russell <laughs> so much. And uh, oh, it's it's a funny movie though. I, I rather enjoyed it. It's very it's very different from what I thought it was going to be about. Like as I was watching it, I was like, "This is not at all." What like, I where's it was the football? About. No, I didn't expect it to be football. I just, it was not what I thought it was going to be about. I don't know what I thought. Wait, Alex doesn't like David or Russell? <laughs> nope. What? Nope. I, I think that's. This. I know I watched I know. some more, but I didn't bother to write really write anything else down. I know I watched like a bushel of movies in in a couple days, but whatever. That's good enough for now. Okay. <laughs> all right. Enough for now. Um. I saw Before Midnight, which I recorded an audio boo on, but I feel as though it wasn't as coherent as I wanted it to be. Um, I enjoyed it very much. It's so, so awesome that that Richard Linklater has been able to make the Before movies. Like, just the, the fact that they exist and, like, the inception of the movies themselves. Like, it was funny because I was reading... Um, I was reading through... The three of them, Julie Delpy, Richard Linklater, and Ethan Hawke, did a, an Ask Me Anything on Reddit. Oh, that's it's cool. very, very good. If, if you've watched all three movies, go check it out. It's awesome. Um, but Ethan Hawke was basically just like, Richard Linklater wasn't going to make the first movie if he didn't find the right two people to do it. And then he's like, because he wanted to make a movie about the most dramatic thing that happened in his life, and that is making a connection with somebody. And I was like, that's awesome. The fact that, like... Richard Linklater has this, like, vision where he can explode out the fact that the relation... Like, charting a relationship is more dramatic than some of the other things that you're going to see in movies nowadays. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he gets to do it with these movies, like, every nine years. Like, I'm excited to see if we get another one nine years out. I was just going to ask, is this this it, or is it open? It's it's just as open as any of the other ones, in my opinion. So, it'll be... They're very self-contained... So it's not like you ever get left hanging on any of them. Like, oh, what's what's gonna happen? It's not it's not franchise. It's not you next know? time on, on the before series. It's like the anti franchise of franchises. It's very strange. Yeah. But it's um. It feels even it feels weird to even call it a franchise unless there's it, action figures involved. Yeah, and that's why I find it funny saying the before trilogy because it's not like a trilogy. It's just the series of movies that, you know. But, um. Great performances from everybody, and I wanted to say I'd like, I like I want to clarify what I said in the audio boo. I think Julie Delpy's been really good at playing a character throughout. Not that it's been obvious, but I felt like Ethan Hawke in the first movie is very much just Ethan Hawke on screen talking with a person, and I think finally in Before Midnight. Not that I have any issues with Ethan Hawke, I don't at all. I think he's great. I think finally in Before Midnight, it feels like he's made Jesse his own character, and to see that. Like just to see it solidify, I thought it was it was very cool, and the way the whole story comes about, the way that the movie was made, and everything is just awesome. 
Go check it out. I don't want to ruin a minute of it, so I'm not going to awesome. say anything else. I but. started before uh, Sunrise, the first one. Yep. But it was way too late at night, and I fell asleep within like 10 minutes. Well, I'm, and that's the thing, is that I... They I, got up to go to the restaurant car, and that's as far as I got. <laughs> I, I'm kind of mind blown that movies that are just purely talking... Like, I haven't done a lot i know there's movies i know there's like my dinner with andre and a bunch of other movies that i should really go and sit and watch because i've never felt as though just straight up conversation in an hour and a half long format could be captivating and i felt like all three of these movies kind of hit notes with me that i not only like was captivated by but i feel as though and david chen on on the slash filmcast has said this before i feel like the things that they talk about in these movies will probably influence how i feel about relationships in general so i think it's cool that a movie can do that you know what's one that i really really love that you should check out is conversations with other women I, I, I remember you told me to rent that at the store. It's funny because the first time that I got free rents at Family Video, I rented probably before Sunrise, before Sunset, and I think Conversations with Other Women and a few other movies. And I finally have sat down and watched the two before movies. So yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to go. I know I have a copy of it somewhere, so I'd like to go back and watch that. You it's... should also <clears throat> push up the station agent on your list because okay. it's amazing. And knowing how big of a fan you are of of Dinklage, I think okay. you'd really appreciate it. It's, it's it's very very good. It's one of those very small, small, dialogue heavy. You know what I'm saying? Very yeah. small scale dialogue heavy. But yeah, I'll let you borrow it. It's awesome. Yeah. Okay. All right. Conversations um, with other women. I I would be very very curious to see what you would have to say. Well, I have some homework then. Yes. They don't make it on Blu-ray. Well, they. I'm looking at looking it up right now. Actually, this is one that for years I've been keeping tabs on for the Blu-ray release and. There's tons of like Region B ones, but it doesn't look yeah. like it was ever released here on Blu-ray. But <laughs> we'll have to see if. Well, I can Region check Two it. plays on any Blu-ray player, I think. So, um, the only other thing that I want to say about it, it's awesome that each movie takes place within like a day. You're watching the movie in real time. There's no cuts that are like, you know, here's that indicate a passage of time. No, yeah. So it's 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 interesting. I think that's probably part of the reason that it's so captivating. But um, that's awesome. Anyway, with like another minute or so left, I also picked The Wire back up just last night. I watched two more episodes of season three. I was about halfway through. I was just going to start it over again, but then I read the Wikipedia summaries and I was like, okay, I'm, I know where I'm at. Um, but for some reason, I feel like now it's kind of hooked me. Like For some reason, I'm always willing to put The Wire down and just come back to it later, but this time around, I want to finish up the season pretty bad. So Must be doing something right. Yeah, yeah, no, I, abs- I and it's not a mark against the show that I'm able to put it down. I think it's one of those things where it's like, like a lot of HBO shows where I want to pay full attention to it, and it's hard for me to not be like, oh, I want to watch this movie sure. and take care of things and play games and do all this at once. So I'm gonna jump on that too at some point. I'm sure you'll hear me talking about the wire at some point because I got the complete series, and that's on my list of things to watch. Yeah. So after Arrested Development, which, which I just started and watching Firefly. <laughs> And Firefly. <laughs> I've got a stack. Okay. So. Well, I think we can move on from what we've been watching to the discussion that I neglected to tell everybody about at the top of the episode because I messed it up by Start doing over. something totally different. Surprise. Do over. We're going to talk about the internet rumor mill and how it influences our perception of films and what it kind of does to us in general with respect to movies. Um, we're talking about 
things like I have there's an article on comic book movie every once in a while usually the really big comic book movies they'll go back and check up on how the the how accurate the rumor reporting had been the evolution of the rumors yeah <clears throat> so uh, we can kind of go through a few of these and uh... <laughs> I'm sure there's some very good ones especially early on in that we'll start off here and then extrapolate into other sure. movies um so we've got Katie Nichol of the Daily Mail reported that now I hear producers are planning to give Scarlett her own role in a breakout movie and are also hoping to land British star Emily Blunt to play the ne- the villain in the next Iron Man installment. This is so this is Fire Man 3. Iron Man 3. <clears throat> so Emily Emily Blunt's going to be the villain and Scarlett Johansson's getting a spin-off film. I think we've heard from all indications that they're not giving no, I, I there's there's no I, I think I think Captain America two is as close to Black Widow's spinoff movie as we're gonna get for the time being. Um, and actually Emily Blunt was in talks to play Black Widow back in Iron Man two. For some Marvel really wants Emily Blunt in their movie. So well, but okay, and I don't even think she was. Um, she wasn't even like in the running for Maya Hansen, who's in Iron Man three. So. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one Who of the heck things. knows. So clearly that was kind of a failure, and we can go through a, a, a few of these pretty quickly. But um, we've got something like... We've heard from multiple completely trustworthy sources that Shane Black is in fact writing Iron Man 3. He'll co-write the movie with Drew Pierce, and word is that his ideas are behind a lot of what's happening with the script that they're working on. It's true. It is true. It's very true. Totally happened. However, Comic Book Movie says here their sources were on that tidbit two months ahead of Cinema Blend, so it's hard to give them much credit for that info. Final verdict, no soup for you. So, whatever on that one. Let's find a really good one here. Um, Alright. Scott Johnson of ComicBook.com speculated that Prince Namor the Submariner would be in the film and would be a villain. They came to this conclusion based on Screen Gem Studios having a 37 thousand square foot soundstage that includes a special effects water tank and at the time being believed uh, at the time believing that a giant sea creature was in the Avengers they also came to that conclusion because supposed easter eggs involved Atlantis totally false oh yeah that's totally yeah. false Too and we bad. were all we were all like <laughs> something's totally happening because it's a water like they, they have they have the water tank what's going to be in water yeah nobody was like it's going to be Tony's mansion at the bottom of the sea yeah which is what it ended. That's kind of fun, though. That's yeah. one of those funny ones. Well, it's awesome because I I remember talking about this with you guys and being like, it'd be amazing if Namor showed up in mm-hmm. this movie and was the villain. But oh my god, well I wanted him to be an ally or like a well sort of an antagonist, but he'd be the Namor. I didn't want him <laughs> he'd be to the be, Namor. I didn't want him to be the main villain. Namor is the Namor of the piece. You got to be a little closer. But did they even use the the water tank though? I mean, I think that I think. Some of the stuff that they filmed with the suit underwater could have been. Was any of it real though? I have no idea. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? The, it's <laughs> I. It'd be hard to be like we're gonna put this Iron Man suit on you and please lay in the water. Yeah, stunt exactly. Dude. That's what I'm saying. So I mean, it could have just that. That might have just been. Here is part of the set for Malibu. It happens yeah. to also have yeah a water tank that could have been that we are not using. That could have been. The case because we're making Iron Man three, not Aquaman three. So we have these rumors that just pop up. We get random casting. We get moments that are like, um, 
you know, this movie's going to be filmed here and it's going to have these people in it and uh, this guy might be directing or this dude isn't going to be in it or even to some extent things like the cast of the Avengers doesn't want to do a sequel unless they get paid more money. Like, mm-hmm. all kinds of different movie rumors. Especially surrounding the comic book film genre. Yeah, because it's, I mean, it's, and look at Star Wars too. Mm-hmm. I mean, Star oh, yeah, Wars. That's, that's another example. Everybody, every single movie site out there is writing up a Star Wars, like, rumor mill posts. Sure. At least, like, once a week. Yeah. Most times twice, but... um. So what do we kind of think about that? I mean, us personally, this is kind of some of the reason that you don't hear us talking about the latest and breaking news, because half the time it's like we don't have... So- like, nobody has any good sources on that, so yeah. we're not going to talk about the fact that somebody leaked a lot of information about the Guardians of the Galaxy film, which is proving to be somewhat true, at least, with John C. Riley as Roman Day. But... I... <clears throat> I'm kind of the opposite of of you, Alex. Obviously, you're very, very. <clears throat> you try to stay away from this stuff, and I, I'm nuts about all. That. I, I, I tend to spoil things for myself on a regular basis. It does not hurt my feelings towards anything either. <laughs> like it has it. I like part of the fun of of seeing a movie, well, particularly a bigger like an event movie like Avengers, um, is the lead up <clears throat> to seeing that, and the excitement of of seeing every little tidbit that that dribbles out and and you know like oh my god this person could be in this or this you know whatever so on and so forth but lately i've been kind of getting annoyed i'm not gonna lie (laughs) i think i think it's all dependent on what the rumor is i don't mind rumors about um plot i don't tend to get i don't tend to get upset if something let's say they were like hey uh thanos is the lead villain in avengers 2 confirmed for sure 100 percent and then it turned out he wasn't, I wouldn't necessarily be like, oh, I'm sad now because of that. Like, however, I don't like casting rumors. That really bugs me. And I, We I'm, wouldn't be so heartbroken over Jason Momoa. That was a bummer. <laughs> that was a real bummer. And I, it's nothing against, I'm, it's nothing against Dave Batista, but when you're, when you're teased with what seemed like a 100% guarantee that Momoa was at least in talks for it, and then it's like, pull the rug right out from under you, it, it, it's a bummer. Like, yeah. you know, like I'm going to have a hard time not being a little bit like cautious about Dave Batista more so maybe than I even would have been if it was just like, Hey, Batista's got the role. Yeah. If there was no Momoa talk, I might even, because now it feels like Marvel's gone with their second choice. I know. You know? And, and, and there's a good chance that that's not the case. No. We will never know. No. Um, so that kind of bums me out a little bit because it, it, it automatically makes me proceed with caution with certain aspects of that movie. And the same, this, I think the same goes, I don't want to speak for Nick, but I know he was, he was pretty bummed initially when when Lee Pace was getting tossed around for Star Lord because he was you got really excited about that. Yeah, like casting shortlists are sometimes pretty rough too. I was just gonna say that about about Star Lord. So, yeah, I was I was pushing so hard for Lee Pace and I was like, and I'm glad that he's involved in any way, shape, or form. I mean sure. that that's great, but it's and 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 Chris Pratt's gonna be fantastic. Well, I ended up being out. really delighted by sure. that, by that surprise. I remember yeah. when Alex texted me, I was like so down like i i was like you know what it was it was a good feeling of, of i like when there's rumor lists like that casting list but then a guy who was not on any of the lists just shows up yeah. which like, is usually what happens it's often the case with marvel at the very least so it it does they almost ha- it happened with man of steel too didn't it i think i remember cavill just yeah coming i don't out of i don't think cavill was really on the list and then i think it happened with chris evans oh yeah chris evans wasn't on the list hemsworth wasn't on the list i don't think yeah so um, so on you know they they none of them were really yeah um, interesting. That kind of that those 
those types of rumors kind of bum me out because, like I said, you get into your head like, oh, my God, yeah, that person would be perfect. Mm -hmm. And then when it turns out they're not, you're like, oh, man, I was starting to, like, see them in that role, you know. And that's – I can't blame that on the rumors necessarily. That's kind of your own fault for – getting your hopes up about it but it, it is frustrating to a certain extent so I have a love-hate relationship with these things I think and I I don't know I I'll keep gobbling them up constantly I mean I <clears throat> I think one of the movies that really kind of hurt it for me was probably The Dark Knight Rises because I feel like a lot of the things that got thrown around I guess most of it was probably fan speculation that's like, usually what it is a lot of the time. Yeah, and so, you know, certain people showing up in the movie and who's going to be... I don't want to spoil anything in particular, but just, like, there are some times where the fan speculation... If if you, if you... If the three of us sit down and, like, talk out a movie and figure it out from the trailer, that's where I'm, like... It kind of sucks because it ruins a little bit of the magic for sure. me. But like as you said, I'm kind of I'm the dude that doesn't watch trailers because I don't want to know anything. Sure, so. and I totally get that. I think it's honestly I think it's smart. And I think I think the rumor mill stuff, the really the really nasty stuff is the stuff like the Avengers like arguing for more money and stuff like like the, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't want to even know about that. I mean, I think it's an interesting topic to talk about, but I don't want. I really would rather not know it because. Well, and the the crappy thing is, when we had our discussion about that, the crappy thing about it all is that that's probably being put out there directly by somebody who's either, who's involved. Whether it's agents, like, even casting rumors, like, with the with the Momoa thing, maybe Marvel was like, hey, we've got the offer on the table to Momoa, put that out there saying that we've also got Batista waiting, and then the see what that does to Momoa's decision. Like... That kind of crap, it just kind of pisses me off. Because it's like, what good are you doing by just throwing out these rumors and reporting? Like, clearly people are going to throw out rumors because people are going to read it. And, you know, I'd rather be reading movie rumors than sitting there reading, like, the National Enquirer or something <laughs> Who's like dating that. who? Exactly. Yeah. But, I I don't know. I the, the Star Wars one that you brought up is getting... That, that all... That, like, after that first week... Of, of Star Wars Episode 7 rumors, I was done. I honestly, like, I scroll over anything Star Wars Episode 7 related because yeah, it's too. so frustrating. Like, oh, this person happened to maybe mention that so-and-so's back. Oh, this person then debunked them. I'm just, I don't care. I'll wait until a press release comes out because I don't want to hear any of this exactly. crap. It's just getting annoying at and this that's, point. And that's pretty purely why we don't even report on it. No, because I, half the time it could be false in the end. And I, I, I stand behind that 100%. I don't, I, as a journalism major, I don't like... I like I like gobbling up the stuff, but I realize it's I mean, usually not very good. I, I think there's been very few times where we've not where where we've kind of skewed that rule because I think the like the main one was probably Momoa. We did talk about that because number one, we were excited about it. Yes. And number two, I think we needed something to talk about to make the episode a little longer. But and there was a lot of interesting stuff going on with that rumor. I think it was worthy of talking about. You know, as long as you, as I think, I think as long as you. Quantify, inform people you know. that this is by no means confirmed you know that but it's funny because I went I I read something about John C. Riley being cast in Guardians of the Galaxy which is very exciting news obviously and then I, I, I literally found myself going who else is in this movie 
Yeah. Because there's been so many people rumored and confirmed and then not confirmed. And then, so I, I had to go on IMDb and just see if, like, which, like, just go through and be like, which ones are actually in that, this? That kind of happened with me in Man of Steel, too. There were a few people that popped up that I was like, I completely forgot that they got cast. And it's just because so many names get thrown around and all but, that kind of stuff. It's like. It doesn't, typically, it doesn't affect the actual movie viewing experience at least for me i know yeah. but i i do think it can have an effect on i do think that it can it can um kind of change your perception of what the movie's going to be before yeah. you see it and i think that's kind of the biggest danger of all this for me in particular is that um i don't i remember talking with both of you, and mostly Nick, but both of you about The Dark Knight Rises as it was starting to fall into place, and Nolan was like, this is going to be my next movie, and of course we flesh out these great plans for Black Mask and everything like oh, that. Oh, we had an amazing outline. It was fantastic, and to tell you the truth, I almost would really rather see that now. Not that I don't like The Dark Knight Rises, but I would be so, like... I felt like the themes that we had put in that movie were so awesome. That our, our Dark Knight Rises was so cool. Yeah, yeah, but you know, <laughs> it was pretty awesome. So you know, awesome. I, it's that's one of those things where it's like you know, sometimes your own excitement and 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 combined with the things that people are throwing out there can really kind of really screw things up for you. Yeah, yeah, and I, that's one of those things that I try to do, especially now that we are reviewing things. I try to pull away those expe- expectations as much as I can, especially so that I won't be disappointed if something doesn't work out the way that I wanted it to. And that's and, good. That's the way you. That's the way it should be. Yeah. But it is. It is. It is very hard with the rumor mill and stuff, and, and especially from somebody like I said myself who really likes to dig into that stuff. I, but I'm so I like. It's uh, you just get burnt out on it after a while, and I wish that. I wish that I'm afraid that a lot of people can't discern between what are quality sources and what aren't. Well, and it's with the internet nowadays, it's kind of hard to do that anyway. Totally. Yeah. So, yeah. any any final thoughts, Nick? No. <laughs> no. Do you care about the rumor mill at all? I mean, it's it's stupid. Okay. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> do you I like mean, Do you I, like reading though? Like, do you like Do you like the lead up to a movie before a movie comes out, hearing about like this person could be popping up in this, like, this character could pop up in the next Batman. Robin's, yeah, it's, it's, Robin's gonna be in Man of Steel. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. It is fun to read. I and mean, to speculate I, and stuff. I was more into it a couple of years ago, I think. Because uh, you and I, Willie, used to used to just sit and just hash this shit out. Like, we'd be like, oh, did you read that? Did you hear that? What if this? What if that? And yeah. we used to be really into that. And you used to come to me every day with like a fresh batch of new, <laughs> of new rumors. He still or, does. He still texts us. I still no, text yeah. you guys. Group text. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's just, it's not in person anymore. It's just via text because we're yeah. all grown ups and we're busy now. But it, it's, no, I definitely, I scrub through the, I go through Slash Film usually at least once a day and sometimes uh, Superhero Hype. And I read through some of the stuff. I look at some of the set. I try to, you know, what bothers me mo- almost more. I guess we all have different gripes about what gets spoiled for us. I hate spy photos and set spy photos. Set photos. Yeah. Just set pictures in general. Even like Mark Webb's and, and Brian Singer's <sighs> tweeting of a photo every day. Well, those I'd guys like, those guys I trust a little more because yeah. they're not gonna show they're not gonna give away like money shots from their movies. Yeah. They they show a little more behind the scenes type stuff. Like I like seeing some of the vines that these guys do and some of the 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 pictures that they tweet. But like the shots of um 
The one that I'm most pissed about right now is the shots of Winter Soldier that people were just like, here they are! And I was like... I don't mind those, because I think Winter Soldier is the shit, so I, I was excited just to see him. But I want I, so I want to see him, like, the way that they want me to see him. I don't want to see a shot of him from the side. Like, I don't... See, yeah, I'm such a behind-the-scenes junkie that... I guess that's why I hate spy photos and set photos because they give they give things away and I love to look at that stuff after the movie's made. Yeah, and try to but figure when it out when yourself. it's available prior to. I'm always like, the one movie I, I absolutely in no way watched or looked at any of the photos was Thor too. I was like, I'm not, no, I'm not looking at anything. Yeah, I, I saw like maybe one shot of wanna, like a hut. Yeah, I really but. didn't want to ruin anything, but I think it's funny how we all have different like spoilery things that we want like to movie, stay away movie, except for Willy. Willy movie cultures yeah movie. Willy just absorbs it all <laughs> yeah. Kirby I knew the entire plot of Dark Knight Rises as I was standing in line at IMAX waiting for it remember that yeah, Nick that you were like sucks. what are you doing dude do I don't know it was cool <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not. I was I was in on, I was in on the joke. I felt like so it was nice. Like I was in on like the I was like one of the the uh, I don't know. It felt cool to like hear everybody speculating a line. I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> it's fun for me. For some movies, I don't I don't mind having a pretty thorough like description of what happens, but it's kind of a shame. Like movie that that movie culture just really, despite like Alex, your best efforts to preserve it. We just don't. We simply don't live in an era anymore Mm-mm. where you can just sit down in a movie and be totally surprised by it. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's not entirely true. At least, I mean, like tentpole movies, you know, the event movies, like like you said, like these, you can't. But like Silver Linings Playbook, for example, when I just said it wasn't about at all what I thought it was about, that's interesting because yeah. this was a, a highly publicized movie. The fact that I somehow stayed out of the, stayed away from it, is kind of weird. Because you didn't get all that pre-roll to it. You only get yeah, like the Oscars it's not, it's hype not and a, everything. It's not a so superhero movie, yeah. I'm not sure. Nobody's talking about casting room. Well, people do talk about casting rumors for David O. Russell movies, but sometimes. Yeah. But I guess it's more the the superhero thing. There's some weird fascination with just dissecting it to death and and throwing out rumors for who's getting the what. soonest info and. Yeah, I remember it happening a lot with with Green Lantern. For some mm. reason, that one in particular, I remember there was tons of like yeah, that totally strange rumors floating around and the, stuff. Yeah, you know that's actually even more damn annoying. Was when just ugh, man, the guys who cut trailers are just so good at their job. <laughs> I'll never, I'll never forget Wolverine, man. That trailer never forget was just so good. And like the set photos, I remember were cool. And Hugh Jackman's press was like, oh, it's gonna be so good. And I saw the movie and I was like, oh my god, Santa is not real. <laughs> basically how i felt all right well i think that's about it for that topic uh i'd be interested in hearing what people out there think about movie rumors how what their relationship is them with them and yes where were you when you when you watched the wolverine trailer (laughs) that's what makes it how did your heart break when you actually saw the movie so all right i think that brings us to Wolverine Man of Steel talk. Wolverine, the Wolverine talk. The Wolverine um, segment. Our review of Zack Snyder's Man of Steel, starring Henry Cavill, Amy Adams, Michael Shannon, Russell Crowe, Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> Most importantly, Lawrence Fishburne. Christopher Maloney. Let's get uh, straight. Kevin Costner. Um, Diane Lane. Harry Lennox and Tom O'Pennicott of importance to myself. But, Michael Kelly. Um. So, synopsis on IMDb. A young itinerant? 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 Wow. 
I'm sorry. A young itinerant worker is forced to confront his secret extraterrestrial heritage when Earth is invaded by members of his race. That's a really weird synopsis for a Superman movie. I know it. I know it kind of fits, but it's like like when when a Superman synopsis starts with a young itinerant worker. Like what? What does this have to do with Superman? I'm a young itinerant worker. All right. Uh, I'm a Superman. I'm gonna throw to Nick first. Whoa. So I was just not not prepared for this. Get prepared. <laughs> get prepared immediately. I'm ready. My body is ready. My body is ready. All right, My Nick, mouth is ready. Nick, your your thoughts on Man of Steel. Man of Steel. Nick is currently drinking we, water. Give we him are, a moment. We are going to mark spoilers, so we haven't done that the past few times, but this time we will mark spoilers. Yeah, this is it's only fair. Yeah. Nick's water bottle has been crushed. Nick just crushed that water bottle like he was a Kryptonian. Yes. <laughs> Um, okay. Uh, I don't even know where to start, because I always play off of you guys. I, um, I really, really, really love it. I really love it. (laughs) I watched, I remember watching the first teaser trailer. Like, I was excited for it, obviously, because I was like, oh, Nolan's involved. I, I really like Zack Snyder, um, despite a lot of the, for some reason, the flack he always gets, even though he consistently makes cool and good and entertaining movies. Um, <clears throat> when the teaser trailer came out, I watched it on my phone. I remember I was at work, and this is literally the worst possible way to watch anything. And I was like, my my jaw was on the floor. I was like, holy shit, what did I just see? And I watched it like four more times in a row, and I like showed it to a bunch of people. I was like, this isn't a Superman movie. Like it was so pretty and like weirdly serious and kind of heavy. And I was like super into that idea because. Superman has always been kind of up on this pedestal of he's the you know the golden beacon of of hope and always does the right thing and he's all about justice and that's all great like that that all exists for a reason and all other modern superheroes have derived from that ideal but I think all the all the most popular superheroes and certainly the ones I like are the ones with big flaws or at least the ones yeah. that are more relatable in a way the ones yeah. that are human and Superman has never been that and so while I've liked Superman and respected him as a character, he's never been anywhere near my favorite superheroes. I was always like a Batman kid growing up, if, if we're going with DC guys. And uh, But as soon as I saw that teaser, I was like, this is going to be something special, or at least it has the potential to, because I never forget Wolverine. <laughs> and uh, and then the, you know the second trailer came out, and I was like, okay, I'm definitely pretty damn sold on this. And the movie came out, and I think it's, uh, I think it's spectacular. I... I saw it at midnight on Thursday, and I really loved it, but I didn't love it as much as I do now. I saw it a second time last night for Father's Day. Um, I think it's I think it's just a massive achievement, and I, I, I breathe a sigh, a huge sigh of relief for DC because they need a they have needed some this, life in they there. needed this yeah they needed this to be a great movie. They needed to reignite their their biggest superhero. Uh, they needed to keep the ball rolling, and I think that the, the movie pretty much delivered. Uh, I think coming from a, it has weirdness in pacing from time to time earlier on. I really, it really didn't bother me the second time, but the first time I was kind of like, there's, there's a bit of a shift in chronology that's very abrupt and happens like three times within like 10 minutes and you're kind of like, like kind of get tossed Mm -hmm. back and forth and, 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 but then it finds its groove and it just rolls and it's really good. Um, things do advance a little bit quickly later on too like some relationships get very quickly the gas just gets hit on them you're kind of like huh yeah that's interesting 
But the second time I watched it, I, I was able to... Because it's such a big movie. It's huge in scope. It spans a lot of time. It spans a lot of... Uh, a lot of stuff is crammed into the, into the two and a half hour running time or however long it is. And so the second time you watch it, knowing everything that's happening, you're able to kind of step back a little bit and, and watch it unfold knowing kind of what's coming. And it's it sits much easier the second time because you're able to see some of the more nuanced and like little things between the actors and in the plot uh, that make it a smoother ride the second time around. Uh, I don't even know what else to say. Shall we pass to Willie? The I cast mean... is, is stellar, though, I think, for sure. Cavill is... Cavill home. was perfect. Cavill murdered Absolutely it. perfect. He got into retarded shape. Mm-hmm. Like, he looks like Superman. Yeah. Uh, he, he totally embodies... The movie hit... This is the last thing I'll say. I remember we, we had a pretty healthy debate going on as to what the appropriate amount of dark for a Superman movie was. And your opinion was 0% dark. Uh, and I was hoping for 33% dark. I was like, I want the first act to be a little down, a little a little lost, a little brooding. And the tra- I and I had watched the trailers, though, so I knew the kind of the vibe they were going for. Yeah. He's kind of this itinerant worker and <laughs> roaming the worker or roaming the world looking for uh kind of looking for his place and i was like i'm so 100 percent behind that idea that superman doesn't know his place on earth and he needs to i want to see him evolve into that into that man who's like i know now my purpose is to help the people of earth i know why i was sent here to help bridge two worlds and help a world be a better place and so i wanted the beginning of the movie to be a little bit a little darker a little lost and then to eventually ramp up to the Superman we all know, where he's like this 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 beacon of light, and uh, I think the movie totally satisfied me in that regard. It okay. ends it ends on such an awesome note. Like the last scene, the last moment of the movie is so good. <laughs> it's it's great. I'm really really excited and really curious to see where they're gonna go with the sequel because yeah. they've got a monumental task ahead of them, and they've even said as much in the press. Yeah. Just like oh, yeah. They're like we don't know what to do with him. He's in like glasses. we're in some yeah exactly. He's like we got some. <laughs> some interesting things to deal with now all right anyway yes willie your thoughts on man of steel <clears throat> um well, i'm gonna come right out on front street and say that i'm more of a marvel guy anybody who doesn't know that i want to get that right out right now is there anybody who doesn't know that take the- I, i'm not i'm not a huge superman guy and i'm not a huge dc guy that being said i totally want this movie to succeed i totally want the dc universe to succeed because you need if they can elevate the genre any even further, then competition is a healthy thing. It is a good thing. So I want to say that right real quick. Um, I like a lot of this movie. I don't like all of this movie. That might sound silly, but it's true. Um, I'm not going to get into details until spoilers, but yep. the opening sequences, <clears throat> we get to see a bit of Krypton. Mm-hmm. And Krypton is something that we've never really seen in any major capacity on film before. And just to see it, and, and, and it was such a unique and interesting landscape, and the look of it, and just gorgeous. And I was totally, totally into everything that was going on with the events surrounding Krypton. Um, and Russell Crowe was bringing it. I feel like he's been sleepwalking a little bit lately in his roles from what I've seen, but he really was bringing it this time. I, I, really, I felt like I really enjoyed Russell. I thought Crow he was great, perfectly cast. Yeah. Um, and every for that that first opening sequences, the the, the moments on Krypton were just fantastic. Um, there's this gorgeous shot of him kind of overlooking what's going on overlooking on Krypton. Zod's insurrection, and it was oh my god, it was. 
I was at, at the, that was the moment where I was I went in pretty neutral to this. I thought the trailers were awesome, and I went in pretty neutral. And as soon as that happened, I was like, Jesus, DC is going to destroy Marvel if they if they keep up this <laughs> this level of like the level of what I'm feeling right now. Like, yeah. oh my god, you know. Um, I do think the movie careens a bit out of control. Not not out of control, but it gets. It's a bit of a slog for a while there for me. Um, once we get to Deadliest Catch, I was, <laughs> I was, a, I, I was into it at first, and then I just, I, I like the themes of the movie. I like the idea of him trying to find his place and trying to figure out: is he a Kryptonian? Is he an Earthling? Is he both? What does that mean for him? Where where does he where does he find his identity lying and and it really carries through all the way to the end of the film and that's mm-hmm. it's it's super awesome, but I feel like there's a lot of a lot of concepts and conversations that deal with that theme of, of identity that kind of get beat you get beat over the head with a bit. I feel like there's a lot of impassionate, you know, go get him boy talks <laughs> from Kevin Costner. There's like one or two many more of those than I felt like it was necessary, and and. The pacing is strange because these these scenes of his childhood come in in very interesting places. They kind of pop in, and most of the time they kind of fit with whatever's going on in the current, mm-hmm. you know, currently, mm-hmm. which is cool. But sometimes it kind of takes me out of like I was just. It's kind of like being in a sh- in a really nice warm shower, and like you just feel great, and you're you know you're getting all clean and wonderful, and then like all of a sudden the hot water just disappears. And you're like, oh, I'm cold. It's like like it's horrible. Like no, seriously, it's like, it's like it's it's like going from like it's horrible. It's this this it's this jarring thing. And I, it there were a couple times where that bugged me. It does um, happen weirdly quickly early on in the movie. It There's does. Two flashbacks within like minutes of each other. And it 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 makes the pacing a little funky for me and I, it bugged me a little bit because I, I felt like every time I was really like yeah like yeah we're revving up now and we're getting to the meat of the thing we're like we're seriously getting to the point where I'm going to be like oh thank you DC um, and then they kind of they're kind of like no not yet not yet and then they're like we're doing it again not quite yet and I, it was it was too much pumping of the brakes for me and it, it was after a while I, by the time they actually put put their foot on the gas I was like <laughs> uh, like damn it but that being said it is I, I haven't watched Superman the original Superman the Richard Donner one in years so I can't I don't want to compare it to that but in gen- with the rest of the Superman movies that I've seen more recently this is the best one certainly and it, it, it does things for Superman that, that I have never seen before so I was I, I don't hate this movie I think it's an an interesting start to a possible DC cinematic universe and right. I hope that it we continue to get you know, this quality and better of, of films from them. Okay. Um, so, briefly, I've only seen the original Superman, like, 72 or whatever it is. 78. Um, and Superman Returns and this film. I think this film is the best of any Superman movie that I've seen. Uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. That being said, the... Um, uh, as Nick said, I, I was worried about it being too dark. And it wasn't. It wasn't at all. And I think one of the reasons that it wasn't too dark is because of the unconventional storytelling, like you were saying, with with kind of flashbacks put in interspersed throughout the movie. I also think that's kind of one of my biggest issues with the movie. So it's very... I'm kind of stuck on the fence about this, but um, I feel like that kind of unconventional 
staggering of the story really ruins some of the character arc. Like, as, as you said, Nick, you really wanted to see him figure out his place in the world. And I feel as though, instead of seeing him going through that turmoil of being a kid and not knowing where he is, like, partway through the movie, you're like, okay, he's... Here's the suit. Awesome. Go ahead. Like, bam. All, all at once. Which, I have that issue... But I would probably also be complaining if it was like, here's all this crap about him being a kid and not finding his place in the world. And I think most of my issues with that is probably just with Superman's origin as a whole. I, I, I don't... The pieces don't fit together for me. But that's a whole nother subject. Um, but... I, I really... like The biggest thing for me is that I do not feel like he earns that suit. I do not feel like he becomes that person that his father wanted him to be. He's there. He's. I mean, he does. He definitely gets there. But we don't feel it. I was not like, we're finally seeing the suit. Like, it happens so early on. And before we get the meat of him as a kid and having that turmoil and figuring out where, like, who he is and where he should fit, that I feel as though... It just kind of ruins any real emotional connection that I could have had to him finally getting the suit, putting it on, and then, you know, exploring his powers. So that's kind of my biggest issue that I had with the movie. Um, but let me, let me go through the list here real quick. Uh, I think this is the first time that Superman's powers have looked cool, ever. Like, on film. For sure, I like I like any other time that I've seen anything that else that he's done, whatever. I even think some of the flying looks stupid because it's him like laying on a box and they have his cape. Like <laughs> it, it, <laughs> that's always looked dumb, and I feel like Zack Snyder did a fantastic job making everything look awesome. Can we just yeah. say, oh my god, heat vision? Yeah, the heat vision, and even the X-ray, the X-ray vision was yes. done so like very that, cool. That first shot of him like looking at people, and he's like, "What the hell is going on?" It's very cool. It's very cool. Um. And, uh, as Nick said, the performances were awesome. Definitely Cavill and Crow were the standouts, yeah. in my opinion. Shannon. I was a little I was a little iffy on Amy Adams a little bit, but she did okay. Michael Shannon. Michael uh, Shannon was awesome. I hated his haircut. But, yeah. His but, haircut was so awesome. It's fantastic for Zod, it so, but it's like... a horrible haircut. <laughs> <laughs> but you wouldn't have that haircut. That's what you're trying to say. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was perfect for a crazy warmonger in general. It it was very functional for that reason. Uh, the, <laughs> the score was amazing. The score is great. Yeah, very, there's very some great cool. moments. A lot of little themes that recur, and it's it's. I'm really glad you said that. It's fantastic. Yeah, the score is really cool. We talked a lot about that yesterday because a lot of fans are grousing about. I'm um, not gonna bitch about not having John Williams' theme. A it's a fantastic are. theme. It's perfect for that. Yeah. This so, is not that kind of movie, though. No, it's it's really not. Uh, Krypton was amazing. Yeah. Super Everything cool. on Krypton was fantastic. Just and you saw it in the Henry Ford, which was good. I did. That I was did. the way to do it. That's the thing. I did see it in the Henry Ford. I kind of wish that I didn't, because I really didn't care about the 3D at all. Like I felt like it detracted a little bit. Not as much as it did in the previous two movies that we've seen in 3D. What else have we seen? Um, Jurassic Park and one other movie. Was it after a 3D? No. I can't remember. There was another movie. Yeah. We saw another movie Oz? in 3D at the end. I like I like the 3D. Mm-hmm. I I just I I'm so far past caring about 3D, especially for movies that haven't been filmed in 3D. And 
if I had known that there were no IMAX shots, if I had done a little bit more research instead of one little quick look on my phone as to whether or not there were any IMAX shots, I wouldn't have gone to the IMAX, and I would have been okay with that. But that the Krypton scene was amazing, and I and I feel like that translates to any theater that you see it in. But I am happy that I did that I did see it. Um, the graphic design of everything was fantastic. Well, except for maybe the phallic things that they get frozen into. In yeah, the, the penis ships like, are a little weird. Look at all those penises flying. It was hard. Not I, I, maybe I'm a weirdo, but it was hard from like I I literally turned to a couple people and they turned back to me and they were like. I definitely didn't think that. Was <laughs> yeah, you'll, you're going to notice it next time. Yeah. Um, Thanks, guys. Sorry. I thought the action was not the strong suit. I think any well, anytime a Kryptonian's fighting a Kryptonian, no, I don't want to see that ever again. No. <laughs> I, Interesting. I, I had a seizure every time that happened. Interesting. Anytime that a Kryptonian was killing a bunch of humans, it looked amazing. It was awesome. It looked like... Anytime Feora was Sonic the Hedgehog? Exactly. Holy it was, crap. That was awesome. Dude, I was like, this is how you do super speed on film, because it looks so freaking cool. The only time that I was like okay with Kryptonian versus Kryptonian is the final Zod versus Superman fight. I think that was yeah, that was, was really done cool. well, and, and I enjoyed it, And I but it... Some of it was just so jarring and shaky cam that I did not have any clue what was going on. There's a fight in particular fights. between Superman and a couple and two it's like a two on one fight. Yeah. And I agree, some of the some of the action, the camera work and stuff was so kinetic, I was like, What's happening? It, it was it was rough. It was rough. <laughs> Who just got thrown? But it it didn't detract from my my yeah. enjoyment of the film that sure. much. It wasn't like top top issue. Um only two other smaller things that I was not very happy with some of the characters felt a lot of the characters and i think it's a function of the of the unconventional storytelling i don't feel like they felt as fleshed out as they needed to be i felt there were a lot of one note like you know particularly amy adams i think that whole storyline gets rushed i think lois gets rushed she does and even even superman to an extent like i said when he gets the suit i i like it just doesn't he doesn't feel well rounded to me. It doesn't feel like he was as And I don't think he is super well rounded at that point in the film either, really. And I mean maybe that's by design, but I, I feel like that was a weird choice to like I feel like the moment that he gets the suit is the moment that where we should know that he sh- he deserves the suit. Sure. Like I get that. That's what I would want out of it. Sure. <clears throat> and then the only other thing is that the movie has these strange beats of humor at at a few parts where I can kind of go into it more in the in the spoilers but I'm thinking of two in particular that I was just kind of like why why is that even like who well, I think I, I think the most of the movie is not humorless but it's very very it's serious. it's an intense movie it takes yeah. itself very seriously so when the humor is peppered in I think in other movies it would have fit perfectly it's kind of, it's almost a little jarring when you hear you're kind of like oh shit they're kind of funny right now like what you know it kind of throws you off for a second yeah but so I, it just yeah I don't I don't know it's some of the humor was just kind of it felt like it was kind of thrown in there just because it, as, as Tim Long would say I don't feel as though they needed the levity at the points that they threw it in but <laughs> you know I I think of Tim Long whenever I see the word levity <laughs> anyway um we got like another minute for non spoilers should we do letter grades sure. all right. Um, I'm gonna go. Oh man, this is weird. This is a hard one for me, for whatever reason. Right now, I'm gonna go B minus. Right now. Okay. I liked it, but there are a lot of. I had a lot of problems with it. Okay. 
but for a start, for a a first step, it's a pretty solid first step. It is. So. It is. I think I'll say I feel like it's a stronger work of film than Iron Man is. Than the first Iron Man? Yeah, than Iron Man one. Yeah, I guess like those are the we, first. If we're comparing apples to oranges, but it's certainly less by the numbers than than Iron Man is. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. It doesn't always work, it's but mo- it's interesting. It's more ambitious than Iron Man was. I oh, think. oh, absolutely. But. Yeah. All right, Nick, letter grade. Oh, it's an A. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking B plus A minus. It might have been it might have been that for me on the first viewing, but on the second viewing, it pushed it up to an A. Yeah. And I I was kind of like I do really want to see it a second time, but I'd be curious I, to see what you guys say on a second viewing yeah. because honestly, it elevated on a second viewing for sure. Okay. All right, well, we will take a quick break, and then we will be right back with our spoiler section for Man of Steel. It is time to inform the audience who our giveaway winner is, but before we do that, I figured we should give some answers to our trivia questions. Uh, first off, we asked who was Dr. Erskine's assassin in Captain America, the first Avenger, and the answer is Heinz Kruger, played by uh, Richard Armitage of uh, of the Hobbit fame as of late, Thor and Oakenshield himself. Um, second question was in Iron Man, who is what is the name of the terrorist ring or the terrorist group that that uh, takes abducts Tony? And the answer is the Ten Rings, which is a nod to the Mandarin and his Ten Rings. Um, in Thor, we wanted you to name one of the artifacts in Odin's throne room, other than the casket of ancient winters. And acceptable uh, answers would have been the Infinity Gauntlet, uh, the Eternal Flame, and the Warlock's Eye, which are all three confirmed to be in there by Marvel. There are also shots of what could be the Eye of Agamotto, or the Orb of Agamotto, and the Tablet of Life. Somebody did submit saying the Eye of Agamotto, but that is technically wrong. It is the Warlock's Eye that is actually depicted in the film. And then finally, uh, the Incredible Hulk. What is the name of the the pop that... uh, The Guarana soft drink that Stanley drinks and croaks from. And that would be Pingo Doce. Which is apparently possibly a, a chain down in Brazil. But anyway... So those are the answers. Uh, I think we got a total of 11 applicable um, entries. And our winner is Aaron L. So Aaron, uh, email us your your address, feedback at midwestfilmnerds.com, and we will get that prize to you as soon as possible. So stay tuned for another giveaway. We might have something soon. I'm deliberating about giving away my, my Man of Steel uh, Mondo poster, but if not, we'll have something soon. So... Keep your eyes peeled. Thanks for checking us out, and I hope you continue to listen despite the fact that our giveaway is over. But don't worry, we'll have another one soon. Alright, back to the rest of the show. And now we are in the spoiler section for Man of Steel. Uh, Willie, you wanted to start off with... with something that a lot of people are griping about yes there's a lot of people talking about um from what i've noticed online i like to i like to look at reviews and kind of fan feedback and stuff after i see a movie i'm just curious to see if any of my thoughts are echoed or i'm like sometimes i'm just like what and this is one of those cases um a lot of people are complaining about the amount of 
uh, collateral damage in the yeah. movie. Yeah. And there was a lot of collateral damage, there's there no doubt. Oh my god. It's it's the most collateral damage I've ever seen on film. There are so many dead people. Um, <laughs> but it's staggering. But I think it's important to remember that if Superman could save everybody, then there's what's the point of the movie? What's the point? Why are we watching? Well, he can it? fly around Earth and turn back time. But that's that's the thing that we're we should save everybody. <laughs> Kill Zod before he was born. <laughs> that's exactly the kind of thing we should be getting away from. <laughs> is he has to be he has to be vulnerable both physically to a certain extent and and he, he can't be everywhere at once. So that's that's one complaint that I think is silly. The yeah. no, the other one is the uh, Superman killing Zod. People are really upset about that. Like, really upset about that. That was very such a cool moment it. that I... It was an amazing moment. Yeah. But, guys, he kills Zod in Superman 2 when Zod is depowered. Zod's a regular dude by the time he kills him. <laughs> I want you to remember this. Like, <laughs> Zod can't even fight back. So, yeah, I that's the silliest thing. And, and like you said, the moment he... That... That's one of my favorite moments in the movie, is the fact that he has to make a decision. And I didn't even see him, him crying out in pain as, as a, as a form of like, oh my god, I had to break my rule because it's never established that he has some sort of rule against killing. No, I saw it as holy crap, I just made myself the last one. Yeah, that's totally I'm what it. it is. I'm it. It's that's... certainly part of the equation, you know. He's... And. He's like, I'm killing the only person who I really have a connection to. That's it. Yeah, yeah. and and it's, it's I, I those complaints are that so was an insane moment. Like, they're so I, unwarranted. I did not see it. Coming. Neither did I. I was like, holy shit! Like the sonic boom when he breaks his neck. Yeah. I was like, fuck. <laughs> I, I it was very cool, and I I don't understand the complaints purely because he's killed in the comics too. Like this yeah. is not new. Um, yeah, he's not Batman. No, and, and I don't. I think we should keep the Superman. Sl- I don't. Should be slaughtering. Should be slaughtering terrorists if he like stops a terrorist. Should kill everybody, man. <laughs> you I mean, can. I mean, realistically, like seriously, I don't want to see Superman punching holes through relatively normal dudes or anything. No, no. Yeah. But, I mean, this is a circumstance where what was his? What were his real choices here? Like, uh, whatever. Anyway, I want to get out of that. But that was. I had to state that because I've heard a lot of people griping about that. Okay. Um, the other things I, I wanted to state were that I mean. Finally, I feel like I, I got my, I got a badass Superman on screen, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah. I really, I really like, I, I, I like, I love Christopher Reeve. I never, I don't want to take anything away from him. Like he's perfect for the for those Superman movies that he's in. He really is. Like, but I, I'm happy that we've, we've come to a point where filmmakers are realizing that Superman can still be, can be wholesome and can be all American and be like, you know, like the, can be put up on a pedestal to a certain extent, but also can cut loose when he needs to cut loose when when the greater good is is him snapping necks i mean like then he he does what he has to do so that yeah. was really nice and, and heat vision is a big part of that it's amazing oh my god i'm glad frost breath wasn't there though i'm just gonna say that too. <laughs> yeah <laughs> thanks for not using that please don't ever use Gojo that Joe said to pull one out for frost breath <laughs> he was like where was my frost breath <laughs> um but Why yeah that's just frost breath world engine <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's uh that's that's that, that's very cool, and, and there were a couple other little little things I wanted to just gripe about myself. I the rust the the use of the of the AI system on in the Fortress of Solitude um, was a little frustrating because it felt like it was just like Russell Crowe was still alive, yeah. and like I realized that it takes the form of of Jor-El, and that's really cool. Like I like that. Yeah. But it but the the dialogue and everything seemed so like 
he might as well have his dad alive because his the the AI is well, so yeah. It was a little it was a little bit like it was a little bit much for me. Like he's like just opening doors and closing doors and here see Lois, you well, seem really nice. Date my son, like bye. <laughs> The way the way I see it is, it's like it's Kryptonian technology. Like you know, they have that. And that's that's fine. The Kryptonians but it, have already met the singularity. They can download themselves into robots. I wish there was a moment yeah, where. Me at all. I wish there was at least a moment I was where. Happy to have more Russell Crowe. Yeah, no, it was great. He's great. I mean, I have no problem with Russell Crowe showing back up. But like, I wish there was some sort of moment where, perhaps, Clark tries to have more of like an intimate conversation with his father. You know, and 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 the AI essentially shoots him down like I can't give you that you know like I wish there was something there that like because that would have been, been a cool so, moment you know yeah. what I mean to have him be like be really excited to see his dad and then realize it's not really his dad yeah. you know and I think that would have continued the I don't know I, I that bugged me a little bit and then Lois bugged me a little bit Amy Adams is fine like yeah. I like Amy Adams a lot but I didn't like the fact that they were like hey don't wander too far from camp uh because it gets negative 40 degrees, and then two seconds later, she's climbing the side of a mountain. Mm-hmm. Isn't there a lot lane, though? Yeah, I mean, she's a go-getter, but let's get real. She was scaling a mountain, pretty much. <laughs> like, she was Metal Gear Soliding that thing. Like, <laughs> it, was a little, it was a little weird. And, and, I, and I'm a little bummed that because she learns so early on who Clark is, like, that Clark is Superman, it led to some cool storylines in this movie, but I'm kind of bummed that we won't have the fun, the, the, the fun thing of her being in love with Superman, but not having like any real interest in Clark that's kind of a fun I like the play off of that you know like and then she her realizing that of course she does she actually loves Clark you know that I don't know I'm I'm a little bummed about that shy away from it because it would have been just hysterically unrealistic for her her to be I mean like yeah I mean the glasses you have the glasses thing you really have to like suspend your disbelief for that you know obviously but I don't know I like to think maybe that's one of his other powers is he has like he can put on a glamour like World distortion. Yeah. Or he's something. got the Steve Jobs reality distortion. He can field. vibrate his body so fast that he's always kind of fuzzy in people's <laughs> eyes. Like, uh, yeah. Anyway. All right. Um, I'll get a few of my things out of the way. I had another... This is becoming a running theme, and the Alex has too much estrogen in his body, but... <laughs> I was ready to ball my eyes out at the Krypton had its chance line. Yeah. As soon as he says Krypton had its chance and he rips apart the ship with, with the with the heat vision, I it's was like, <laughs> like I was, uh, and there was another moment too where I was just gonna start crying. Oh, I, and I don't know why. I have no. It wasn't. It was like it made no sense at all. I think it might have been the first like Russell Crowe's fight scene with with Michael Shannon. I don't know why. It's very weird, guys. I think I have an issue. There's like <laughs> I might have brain cancer or something. But anyway, oh, so. I like to cry at movies. And then, um... We love you for that. I thought the Jesus moment was horrible. Which one? The Jesus moment. The, you can save everyone. And then the outstretched arms yeah. as he falls out of the ship. I was like, oh! The, the Christ allegory was too heavy. Come sure. on! I don't care about any... The other stuff was fine, but don't... Don't fall out of a ship like your arms are on the cross. Seriously, what's like... weird is I didn't catch that the first time, but the second time I was like, Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I didn't catch the first, the first time. time it was either. a shot of the stained glass behind him that bothered me. Ah, uh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really think about it in the church that much. That's almost worse. For some reason, when because like... you see Jesus behind him like this, oh. and he's talking to the pastor like, "What do I do?" And you see Jesus like this <laughs> in the in the garden praying, and I was like, "Ooh, um, hey. yeah," but I, I don't know, just, just. <laughs> Just Jor Jor El being like, you can basically being like you can be Jesus to them, and then him being Jesus as he falls out of the ship. Well, it's it an interesting like... idea. It's I'm glad you mentioned that because it's it's a very it's an interesting idea exploring that 
Absolutely. Because Pa can't even said he's like it's gonna change. You, he says to him in the pickup truck scene, he's like, "You're gonna when you when the world finds out who you are, it's gonna change everything." Yeah. He's like the way we think about everything, and he says a little. He doesn't say like religion, but he, he alludes to it. And the allegory is very and then interesting. Even, even the the kid's mom is like it was an act of God, and you know. Like, and and if you look at it from like a biblical sp- perspective, Russell Crowe is his father who sent him to Earth to basically absolve. It's, it's us there. All. It's, it's there. there, and it's interesting that they they pushed it too hard. I, I'm not shying away from no, that. No, 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 yeah. And but it's, it's it is by no means the theme I would have ever in a million years thought to explore via Superman. And it's, and it's pretty perfect. It's very interesting. It's 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 cool. I think it's awesome. Do not make him look exactly like Jesus as he falls out. Like I, it was weird. You might as well have the beard fly onto his face and just have like a, I don't know. But hey, guys, Henry Cavill, Jim Caviezel. Oh, oh, oh. I don't know what he did. Say he was thirty-three too, which is how old Jesus was when he died. Oh no, really? <laughs> uh, okay, all right. I, I like to think that Nolan just walked up to Zack Snyder and was like, Jesus, <laughs> it's Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that's the key to all of this he's jesus like that was the conversation oh my goodness that was it and then zack snyder like the 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 halo grew over zack snyder's head and he's like i have it all now i know exactly where it's going <laughs> i i i agree that moment was definitely it was pretty heavy. cheesy yeah it was cheesy but you know yeah all right it was cheesy cheesy oh! young cheesy um and then just real quick the humor moments uh the kiss like Lois being like, you know, they say it's all downhill after the first kiss, and he's like, "That's only if you're talking about humans." Like, don't put that immediately after like Metropolis has been destroyed by everything. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was a weird moment. Yeah, very strange place to put it in. And then I felt like the him being hot thing was kind of like it was a little why, forced. Why was it, there? it was a little but, bit forced. Yeah, it was pretty. But at that point, I think they were really trying to lighten the mood because he's kind of joking with know. the with the military guy. He's kind of. Being yeah. a little like that was that was all that conversation was great. I thought that was like the whole like I'm from Kansas like what that was very cool. It was but, a total Superman. Yeah. yeah. So that that was fine. Along but, with the entire interrogation room scene was just pure oh, Superman. It was amazing. It was very very good. Like him standing up as he breaks the chains off completely. His line of "You don't control me and you never will" yeah. was amazing. Yeah. That whole scene was really cool. My my. Uh, I'm just looking straight through the glass. Yeah. Amazing. My only issue with the movie, the only thing I would want to fix, and it's funny because ever since we talked about Place Beyond the Pines and my my impending supercut, <laughs> you want to re-edit everything. Um, <laughs> I do. Well, I don't. I don't want to re-edit, but I, I I'm looking at movies now in a way of what band aids could I put over it to make it better for me, which I don't think there's anything wrong with that perspective. I think it's, uh, you know, since I'm kind of in the in the somewhat practicing film stuff i i'm always trying to think if i was making it what would i do differently or whatever. Yeah. and i think uh, i wanted to see a little bit more of superman saving people while trying to still make himself a secret like i i would rather the movie have gone like more of a lois trying to uncover a folk myth than create a folk myth like i wanted to see lois going around and gathering all these amazing stories and showing like oh yeah there was a a building burning down and a guy ran inside and saved the entire orphanage and or you know there was there was a huge avalanche and this guy just came in out of nowhere and saved all these skiers like i because the big scale oil thing was neat although i think it was ill placed in the movie because i wanted to see him as a kid first and like building up to him doing badass things sure yeah 
but at the same time the the fl- the transition to flashback underwater and the shot of the blue whales is so stupidly awesome that i I've, I'm, okay, I'm okay with where it is in the movie but i really wanted to see more large-scale disasters that are forcing clark to continue being an itinerant worker because he has to leave because he now needs, people yeah. know who he is and people think oh he died and he perished in this accident so now we have to move on like i wanted to see more acts of superman saving people and and trying to keep his kind of not listening to his dad like yeah. saving people anyway but just just barely making it out without people knowing who he is in order for lois to be like like she talks to the to the one guy and then she finds there's this trail like to me that would have been more interesting because that that's all really really rushed and i like it i like the content i like lois's monologue about how a myth grows into a, a whatever and and then she's like suddenly in the graveyard and Clark's just suddenly there and she's like, I knew if I dug deep enough you'd found me and I'm like, You've been digging? That's, like, yeah. That's that's where some of the the unconventional storytelling yes. is really takes a hit, is like And it's better like I said, it's better the second time around because you I don't know why it's better, but it just it was for me. Uh, I don't know, I really know. It's 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 jarring, like Willie said, for more than just the like tonal shift, but also the we don't know how much time has passed between yeah. some of these and what's actually been going on. Yeah, I would have also indica- liked an indication of maybe a little more time passing between him getting the suit and then just showing up again and like being like, yeah. I'm Superman now. Yeah. You know, give me a couple weeks or something of him exploring the Fortress of Solitude and turning it into the Fortress of Solitude. Yeah. You know, like training with himself or like, I don't know. Ice breath. It would have been, yeah, show me the frost breath in development. <laughs> show me the phases of the frost breath. Oh, that's the only thing I would I would really prefer to see though. I would have even like, what what's happened to montages? Why aren't there montages in movies anymore? Like, show me a montage because of, of, because under... what Hot American Summer did it perfect and nobody can ever top it. <laughs> I mean, show me show me under Lois's monologue. It showed a montage of her talking to people, but show me some more like natural disasters that Superman saved. And I'm not trying to say like, okay, he saved a bunch of guys in an offshore oil rig, something nobody else in the world can do, and then he saved a waitress from getting her butt smacked, like. <laughs> you know the scales are a little uneven and i'm not saying that any job is too small for superman because that's part of his thing like he would fly and like save a cat from a tree and give it to a kid and that's totally cool like show me that i'd be down like that's part of what makes superman superman but i would have liked to have seen him do the things that nobody else can do like show me the shit that batman is gonna be like that's you clark like i don't i don't got this i think if anything show me like in during the gravity trailer when Clooney's spinning away like superman comes and he's like i'll catch you guys it's okay. <laughs> like bring Sandra Bullock. Spoilers. Oh, you haven't seen it yet? No. Oh, fuck, whatever. I, uh, I don't watch trailers. Uh, it played right before it, so it was on my mind. Mm. But like, just show me more of that insane stuff that Superman is the only person who can do. The only like uncharacteristic moment that I felt as like a, an ancillary Superman fan was the his impaling of the truck, which I thought was awesome. Oh, it was awesome. But it was it seemed very non-Superman to just be like, oh, it's just young. gonna impetuous superman well he's not that young because like only two seconds later he gets the suit he'll buy him a new truck in the sequel don't worry yeah yeah we were actually joking that he was gonna return the clothes that he took out of the, i know out of i know truck. I, I i i remember when he when he took the clothes i'm like what a jerk it's gonna be this this scene at the end is him just like flying down and be like ma'am thank you for the long <laughs> after after credits uh bumper yeah him just blowing up their house as he flies away too and then be like oh i better build you a new one the uh Everything with the flight in this was just so yeah. so so yeah. awesome. Just the constant. I, that's. Okay. I like how they kind of explained the sudden accelerations too, of as him like kind of doing a Thor and like punching yeah. so hard that it pulls the rest of his body into a sudden burst of speed. 
All right, that we're gonna. Really cool. We got a we got a mea culpa here. I have a folder in my Dropbox called Nick Man of Steel with two images in it. What? Nick says, "I'm glad I watched the Man of Steel teaser." This is December thir- December seventh at five o'clock. <laughs> What the hell? Says, I'm glad I watched the Man of Steel teaser to get my taste buds an idea, but not giving away any key moments. And I said, eh, I got enough of an idea when they said Nolan and Superman. I think that gave away either the first sight of him in the suit or the last shot of the movie. And I was wrong about that. I was totally wrong about that. Oh, the shot, yeah, at the end of the teaser. Yeah, at the end of the teaser. And you said, nah, I doubt it. And I said, eh, we'll see. Either way, it was a cool moment that probably mean more in context, but got cheap by being in the trailer. I still kind of believe that, but it's not a big deal. And then second that image, one shot wasn't even really a money shot of him flying either. It was just kind no, of it wasn't. But they they played it up in all three trailers too, and it's just kind of like sweet. Um, and then the second the second image was are these screen grabs from 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 our text conversation? Oh, okay. Uh, you said no, nah, I doubt it. I know, blah blah blah. You said ha ha ha. It's nowhere near that dramatic. And then I said ha ha. We shall see. And I bet the second to last shot of the movie is the kid in the cape, unless that's him as a kid. And I was right on both accounts on that one. <laughs> But it was the last, the second to last scene. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was actually kind of hoping the movie would close with that scene because it was really, really cool. Yeah. But I love the note they ended on the kind of humorous, like the "Welcome to the Planet" line was gold. It yeah. was really, really good, and his reaction to it was so good. Where he kind yeah. of nods his head like, "Yeah, that's cute," and he's like, I'm "Like glad to be here." <laughs> see, the I, I was thinking originally it was going to be like a Captain America kind of thing where you see the kids running around with like the, the group of kids running around like the Howling Commandos and kind of imitating the, imitating their hero. Yeah, know? and I thought that was what it was going to be. I didn't think it was going to be him as a kid. That's what I was thinking. Sure, like that would have that. been cool. Some people but, complained that, like vocally. They're like, "Why is he wearing a red cape as a kid?" That's a coincidence. And I'm like, "Shut up, who man. Cares? Get over that. He's a kid that's wearing silly. a cape. He's pretending to be a superhero. That's silly. I don't even want to hear it." Anyway, I just of... I just wanted to I, I saved those because I I saved those back in December because I wanted That's to funny. talk about this when it came back. I remember the first one. I actually thought about it the other day. I was like, when I saw that wasn't the last shot of the movie, I was like, <laughs> you were like, what up? <laughs> Friendship over. Uh, I'm so baffled by the the, ra- the Rotten Tom- Tomatoes rating on. This I don't movie. think it deserves a 57. I don't think it deserves like a an 85. I just, I I have yet yeah. to hear a really really great argument on why it's not a good movie. I'm excited to listen to the slash film cast because I know half of Dave's arguments are going to be like, but I think he'll have some sort of insight into it. I've just been I've been asking people like what some of the people that have been kind of like lackluster about it. I'm like, what's wrong with it? And they can't ever really articulate it. And it's funny because a lot of a lot of people that I've been reading anyway, a lot of the like I think we need to round up like. 45 or 50 of the Rotten Tomatoes reviews and just burn them all like these people <laughs> because they're complaining that there's too much action and it's too dark and I'm like are you serious? Mm. This is the exact thing that people have been bitching about yeah. about Superman it's the, for, an- it's for the a, antithesis a of Superman Returns people have been whining oh there's no action and it's too cheesy and they talk too much shut <laughs> the fuck up <laughs> For real, like, when are you people going to be happy? I'm a fairly harsh critic a lot of the time, but just shut up and watch Superman. I don't think there's too much action. I think there's a lot of action squished into a smaller section of the movie. I think the the action's amazing. Like, I I disagree about the Kryptonians fighting. I think it's pretty representative of what it would look like if I was standing there and two Kryptonians were fighting. It was a little confusing. Yeah, but that's that's not what I want out of, like, an action fight scene. I'm glad that... 
but well i know some people would just be raising hell if there was a lot of speed ramping and it's kind of a drag because i kind of would have loved to have seen superman's speed ramp punching like, that almost would have been, that would have made it more watchable for it would have been awesome to see some of that like i said it, it's maybe it's because i've seen it twice and i kind of know the action beats but i when i saw it again last night i didn't have a hard time following the fights at all i'm sure it'll be a little bit easier but it's just one of those things it's, i just hate shaky cam and that combined with the 3d was was a little I really didn't think the shaky cam was that bad in this movie. It was only, but only in like the fight scenes, because there, there are I think instances it, I think it was of a, it. It wasn't necessarily a bad tool to use to help hide some of the CG, the intense amounts of CG. Yeah. That was the only other complaint that I had is that I felt like the last fight scene felt a little burly brawl. Like there was a little bit of clay face, like burly brawl. <laughs> yeah, from, him versus Zod. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I got what you're saying. I, I'm saying burly brawl is in Matrix. Matrix. Yeah. But, yeah. Or Matrix Reloaded. Burnley but brawl. it wasn't overall i was like this is actually a very very cool fight which i was really you know. into the fights because it there was a lot of clever choreography in the fighting like i love the moment so much in superman versus feora and enormous guy when they're fighting with him and he goes to fly and the guy just grabs him and he's in the air like this for like a split second it's so cool did you catch the yeah, when you yeah, yeah. oh my god it's good he goes to take off and like whoop, nope and the way that he would like throw her and Feyora clotheslined him, and like the, the fighting, the the moves are really cool. When he would go to like speed punch her, and she just catches him by the throat. There was a lot of really neat choreography, and the fight between, uh, the fight between him and Zod has a lot of it. But the fight between Jor El and Zod at the beginning has a lot of really like Zack Snyder knows how to shoot fighting. He knows how to shoot action, and this is the thing that is not really strong in the Nolan movies. Mm-hmm. And it's not particularly strong in any of the Marvel movies either. There's not any really great hand-to-hand fighting. There is in Thor, but that's really the only one where there's great... Like, like hand-to-hand combat is so much fun to watch. And it definitely takes a lot... Of, it t- takes some weird skill. It doesn't seem like it should be that hard to do, but apparently it is. There's a lot of the... A lot of superhero movies are kind of missing it. I'm excited to see Man of Tai Chi. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. I haven't yeah, watched the trailer. Bizarre camera. Yeah. Is there a trailer out? Yeah. Oh, all right. Not the, not the word. Man of Tai Chi being topic. Keanu Reeves's directorial debut. Anyway, um, I think that's kind of we can kind of wrap it up there. Any final thoughts? I think we're gonna say we're gonna save our DC universe talk for next next episode. I think we're gonna skip the food for thought because we're running a little long. But I think it'll be a good discussion to have next week. What we'll have a little more time World to it next week. Yeah, it's either going to be World War Z or Much Ado. I don't know what like the full review is going to be, but we'll, we'll figure it out. We're we're either going to we're probably going to do a full review of um we'll probably do a full review of World War Z and then do a bonus of Much Ado at the very least, and we might be able to throw a few other things in there, but it it depends. We'll see. It'll be it might be hard to get us all together two nights out of a but who knows. We'll see. Any other thoughts, Man of Steel? Nope. I just think it's, uh, like I said earlier, it's a huge sigh of relief for me. Like, it's DC need needed this. Yeah, and I think it turned out better than I thought the initial Nolan meets Superman would. I don't know why, like, normally I have pretty heavy faith in Christopher Nolan, but this time around I was like, I really don't know what he can bring to it. Clearly it was Jesus. I guess he stayed so, relatively hands-off from what they said. Yeah, was, well, he was like, here's the story... Zack Snyder, it's your movie. Don't but. make it. I'm busy making Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, <laughs> but I think it's you know. it's it's one of the best superhero movies made. I mean, I'll be curious to see what you guys say after a second viewing. I I think it it stands. 
it stands among like the top five for sure that I've ever seen. What do you think about this compared to Batman Begins? That's funny. That's the comparison. The two comparisons that keep being thrown are that and Begins and or Man of Steel and Batman Begins and Man of Steel and Avengers because it's the most recent and, and they're just they're total opposites. Uh, I think Begins Begins is probably a more satisfying origin. It's more it's more well rounded. Begins is a near perfect movie though. Like in terms of pacing, it is just it's perfect. It's laid out flawlessly. There's only one thing wrong with Batman Begins, and it's Katie Holmes. Everything else, I would say, is like a 10. Like, it's crazy how good Batman Begins is. Uh, this one is definitely a little bumpier in the pacing, but I think the... the Technical ambition is... Yes, and it was interesting hearing you know some of my friends saying the, the visuals of, of Man of Steel are so different from Batman Begins. And it's not only because you have different director, DP, tandems, but the two characters deserve very different treatment. Like... I was enjoying the the Jesus out of all the crazy flaring and action, just visual weirdness in Man of Steel. But mm-hmm. he's an alien; like it's more sci-fi story it lends itself to that. And all the just weird design of everything on Krypton and like the the Phantom Zone portal that like, yeah yeah is like was cool. grabbing all mm-hmm. over the ship and like there's all this weird production design and weird visual effects and stuff in this movie that is really really awesome to see. And it's in and and that alone just stands it so far apart from begins is so like real yeah this movie is not particularly real and then only other thing that i really quickly want to say uh there were a few easter eggs one that i did notice during the movie was um i noticed lex corp on the gas trucks i didn't see the building yeah the building you're watching the, the meteor shower yeah. you're watching the, the debris not the building and then um afterwards did apparently the there's there's a what did you see the wayne no, I didn't. Really? Huh? Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't even looking for it. But yeah, Wayne Enterprises is on the, with the satellite that Zod and Superman destroy. <laughs> for some reason, as soon as I saw the satellite, I was like, "It's gonna say Wayne." Like, <laughs> I just knew it. And then, as, uh, sure enough, I was like, yep, "There it is." And it's it's like it's it's quick. comparable to the Nolan Wayne logo. It's very similar. So yeah, and then uh, apparently the girl at the end who's like who's hot could be Star Sapphire, kind of like a girl Ferris. Yeah, like it's her name's like Carrie Ferris, spelled the Ferris spelled differently. So yeah, there's more too actually. There's yeah, and there's uh, Star Labs. There's Star Labs. There's a Booster Gold reference as yeah. well, and there's actually it's not explicitly said who someone goes like Supergirl with a question mark because uh, when he's on the the Fortress of Solitude ship, yeah, and you see all the pods with the dead bodies in them, there's one that the hatch is open. Yeah. And there's no one in it. Yeah. And so a lot of people are like, well, did another Kryptonian make it out? And are mm-hmm. they living amongst humans? And Or are they dead? Or did they fly off the planet? Like, or are What they... did they do? Exactly. Yeah. I think it's really interesting because they don't... The camera doesn't, like, hang on no. it. Like, who, who... But yeah. who was Pod? It just, like... <laughs> it's not... It's you not, just see it in the background. It's not a big Chekhov's gun moment. It's yes. just kind of like this... You just see there. it. And so the, the speculation for what that could mean is pretty... It's pretty interesting. All right. Um, we should move into feedback real quick. Off the top here. Can you guys please, please, please do retro view for Ballistic X vs. Sever best movie? Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. One, yours, Gojo. <laughs> yes, it's happening next week. Forget everything. No <laughs> World War Z. No uh, no much to do. We're just no doing... No World Wars. No World Wars. I'm, I'm not going to be here for that episode. <laughs> you don't, you don't want to do Ballistic? <laughs> no. Okay. I'd be down. 
Um, Ace Jones said, I think the debate went well, referring back to our Alien versus Aliens. He said, but you said it yourself, Alien is a horror movie and Aliens is an action movie. I just don't think I can fairly compare them because they're very different. That's fair. That's a fair I'm argument. I'm so bummed I missed that debate. It's a fair argument. The, the, I think, I don't know. It's, it's, I guess it's an interesting debate because they're both in the same franchise. Yeah, and that's kind of the most applicable thing between... It's, he, he's very right. Oh, that absolutely. It is, it's very much an apples-to-oranges comparison, but I think it's still applicable because they are from the same franchise absolutely. and embody some of the same the same things. Um, Can we recreate also, that debate with Terminator and Terminator 2? Sure. Sure. It's the same absolutely. thing, absolutely. <laughs> um, Super 8 and Mirror Mask were two... This is still Ace Jones. Super 8 and Mirror Mask were still two... Or were two relatively new children's fantasy movies, but I don't think either held up to the past greats. It was especially disappointing because Mirror Mask was made by Jim Henson Pictures. I still like both, though, and I enjoyed that segment the most. Mirror Mask is so sweet. I do want to see Mirror Mask. I haven't seen it yet. Super 8 tries really, really, really hard to hold up, and it, it's, a, it's a cool movie, but it almost is a fault that it tries to be one of those movies. Yeah. It tries to be the Goonies. Yeah. It's an... It's an it's a pretty big homage. And then he said, I'll check the... out Cigarette Burns, thanks. That was... Um, <laughs> no problem, Ace. We kind of harkened back to... Well, we talked about it a little bit with uh, Kings of Summer because it's kind of a coming of age. And, okay. And did you talk it, about other it ones? It feels like an older movie. And then we did, like, what genres do you want to see return? And Willie was talking about kind of children's fantasy and things like that. And I feel, <laughs> I feel as though that's a food for thought that we had already done before. I didn't think about it until afterwards. It might be, but... So, yeah. You know, as long as we didn't have the same conversation twice or, you know, whatever. I only but. have so many original thoughts in my head. <laughs> so that's why you need to send your food for thought questions to feedback at midwestfilmnerds.com. But anyway... Uh, Unless you want to keep hearing about children's fantasy films. <laughs> every few months. Every 30 episodes. <laughs> when I forget that I talked about it. And then finally in feedback, we got uh, Victor over here. He says, I've, also, I've never seen any... He, he wrote in uh, for the contest, but he said, I've never seen any Alien movie, but I can safely say the third one does indeed look like trash. So. Uh, it is indeed trash, sir. <laughs> the extended cut does not help all that much either. <laughs> so don't bother. Yeah. All right. So as I said, feedback, food for thought, questions, thoughts on Man of Steel or on, our, uh, on any of the segments we talk about goes to feedback at midwestfilmnerds.com. Um, somewhere earlier in this episode, hopefully you heard the, uh, the drawing for who won the, the set, but if you didn't, I'm sorry, but I'll remember to do it. So you're going to hear it. Anyway. <laughs> um, thanks to Aunt Mr. John for artwork and, uh, and music. He may be joining us for World War Z, but we shall see how that all works out. We shall see. And, we shall uh, see. yes. And, uh, other than that, follow us on Twitter at MFN podcasts. Uh, the rest of us are on the on our website at uh, midwestfilmnerds dot com, and uh, also Vine and Instagram. Oh yeah. But other than that, go watch a movie in college. <laughs>